Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Mark. And this is All I Want to Do is Talk About Madonna. Album 6, track 7, Waiting. Well, I know from experience that if you have to ask for something more than once or twice, it wasn't yours in the first place. And that's hard to accept when you love someone. And you're led to believe in their moment of need that they want what you want, they don't. Okay, so you know how I said that Dita only comes back for a few tracks? I think this is Dita's track. This is so Dita. Dita Parlow has been sucking on lo- lozenges. Standing in the corner. Waiting, waiting. Yeah, watching. Watching, observing. She is back with a bang. Oof, what a bang. This song starts so, I mean, it's just such a great beginning. Mm. You know, there's that boom and then that great bass um this is one of those tracks that when people are like what is a song that i missed from madonna's canon this is always the song i point them to this is a do you know what i mean like oh i uh, what's what song that wasn't a hit do you wish i people would listen to more and it's waiting oh yeah I mean, I love this song. I love every. I, there's there's only one part of the song I don't like, but we'll talk about it later. Um, I love the way um, that uh, this is the hardcore Andre Betts collaboration. This is where you really see what he brings to the table. He brings this jazz influence. That piano that's yes. snaking through this song yes. is so amazing. It's it, it's it, and it's also this really brilliant collaboration and give and take between the two of them. Because Madonna is so there for this. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, it really feels like a very live track. Um, And it does feel like you said about Where Life Begins and a lot of the tracks on this album that are, it's a little more laid back, like it's taking its time. You know, there's really space for the music and like just to, like she lets things land you know? Yes, it, and and not. I I think there's a coyness about where life begins that is not on this. This no. feels so human. It feels so dark. It feels so relaxed and and like you said, it's like it it feels it it's diaristic like like bye bye baby is. It's just such a hodgepodge of all these different things, and it and it's so different than anything else she ever has done. Yeah, before or since, and it all works. Yeah, I mean, we were just in Bye Bye Baby, Bye Bye Baby, we were just in Bye Bye Baby, sort of talking about the same thing, but from a lighter place of like, I'm not waiting for you, I'm going on Bye Bye Baby, Bye Bye. But here she's like, first of all, her voice is in a place we haven't heard before. Like Dita is really, you know, she's in pain yeah, and she's been hurt, but she's... And she's bitter, and like well, there's a growl, there's yes. a there's a low register growl just and, from the beginning, and that talking thing that she's doing, which really this is the album where she does it the most, and she's just kind of every song 
now has these kinds of just like conversation. It's like a conversation. She's like talking to the to the to the microphone versus really kind of poised to singing. And there's almost two voices. Yes, I would agree. Like the song, like the videos where there's multiple Madonnas. There's like two of them here. Yeah, I mean, I think the same is true in erotica where there's yeah, you know, and yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I also remember when the song came out or when this album came out, and this song in particular was like. You know, those first lyrics, well, I know from experience that if you have to ask for something more than once or twice, it wasn't yours in the first place. It was like, I was living that. I felt mm. like I was always waiting for somebody to call me or somebody to get back to me who wasn't <laughs> getting back to me. Um, and like, I couldn't totally learn this lesson, though I knew it was true. Um, and I wonder, Mark, for you, like, oh. um, were there, when our time, can you think of one time at least in your life where like, you were waiting for somebody? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't wait for any, I don't wait in lines and I don't wait for anybody. No, I, I do remember, I do remember uh, I was working at a, a, a video store in the mall. I, I had a mall job my senior year, and it was a very coveted thing. The mall, everything went down in the mall. So I had a job at the at the video store, and a and a boy asked a guy asked me out. He had come into the store multiple times, and he like asked me out one day. He came up with a video, I think, and um, and then I think I gave him my number. He didn't like I gave him my number, and I said, "Why don't you call me?" And because it's you know it's. 1993 I think or mm-hmm. 94 I think um you know he had to leave a me- you know there was a timing thing and in, in my if my mom picked up if you know if one of my siblings picked up it was going to be a whole thing so I think I remember being very impatient for us to get the like date on the books mm-hmm. and did you finally get it on the books? oh yeah of course I made out with him in a car <laughs> oh that's all you did Yes, I was very chaste. That's not true, but I did with him. I was very chaste because I was nervous. Uh-huh, and, uh-huh. You know, he went to the public school and I was in the private school, oh. so that was the whole Romeo and Juliet thing. Yeah. Um, oh. This is a so this song starts a series of songs on this album. There, the next few songs are about other people. Uh, it's a lot about Madonna looking outward and imploring, asking for something from somebody out there. Um, and they're less about her and her experience, but more her reaction to other people's behaviors. And I think it's a really interesting place to be writing from because at this point, she's at the, as we always are saying, that she's at the height of her, you know, um, generic version of her fame and i think she's realized that it's kind of isolating and so these are her ways of like breaking out and trying to um seek out connection outside of her world and her bubble and i think that this is a really um urge for all of its kind of laid backness the the emotion of it's very urgent yeah i would totally agree i mean later in the song we hear the the tiktok of the clock and yeah i think that that feels present for the whole song. I think it's interesting, this thing that you're pointing to, because we're like, 
up until this moment in her life, and this moment in her life, the erotica era, is sort of still mysterious because it was unlike today where we could go and see, well, even on Instagram, we know we're not really seeing all the truth, but no. there is, but we could see more of the truth or we can see more angles. And at this point, we weren't, we just didn't have the same access to her personal life. So we don't really know what's going on. And the moment to moment parts of it. Or like who she's dating or who she's calling, you know, and like where she's brings, taking the kids. <laughs> right. Well, now, yeah. Like, you know, which I could care less about. Um, <laughs> um, uh, but um, anyway, that's that's we'll talk about that when we get to the 2010s do you think but, madonna would be uh, taking photographs of like phones and being like why won't they call and <laughs> if, if instagram existed then uh, yeah i do think that she would have especially when she was in her uh, you know late 20s early 30s for sure because it would have been a little messier um but what i was thinking too is like she went from sean penn to warren Beatty to now being in a sort of like a no man's land. Like it's mm. as if, you know, like Hollywood is behind her. She's back in New York. She's all over the place. She's doing a ton of stuff, but who's the kind of man that she should be with. It didn't work with these two sort of iconic figures, you know, that she yeah. thought. And so she's going, she's somewhat, I'm not, I, I was going to say imbalanced, but it's not imbalanced. It's like, she's searching, she's looking, she's trying to find the thing that attracts her. And along the way, She's getting hurt and like, you know. And I think the rules are different. I think that people, I think that the Hollywood world has a very finite, the social stratus there has a finite way of like how people behave. And there's there's kind of a ruling class. It's based in class and like who you are and like how quickly you get back to somebody and you follow up with somebody. And back in New York, some of the people that she was, drawn to were not necessarily following those same rule systems. And I think she was trying to establish some kind of set of rules of like, okay, if I give someone my number in a club, they're going to call me back. But, well, yeah. And sometimes they don't. Right. I mean, especially because she's like, I hold the higher status. But, you know, um, and this is something that, you know, those all those f- faxes, those love letters mm. that were up for sale. Yeah. And, um, like these sort of love affairs or loves that she had that weren't requited, you know, like that, that was all probably kind of jarring for her. Yeah. You know, and and this song, I mean, I think that the, the, the imagery and the lyrics are so vivid. Yes. And I think that that's why, I think that's why we can, we, we, we think about her frustration about people. And I think and 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 unresponsiveness and and it's like i'm putting myself on the line by just like being vulnerable enough to access for you to access me and why aren't you receptive to that well it's not only that i mean in this song too she's like they did have a relationship and he was this guy was coming around yeah and then it's like you don't come around like you did before you know What's why? You know, what what happened? What did I do? Well, and can we talk about the bridge again? Yes. A gorgeous, a gorgeous bridge.
This song shifts very a lot stylistically throughout, and her vocals are different as it goes. And I think that the bridge taps into the yearning that she's still feeling, and that that primal, besides the easy access of the anger and the frustration and the like impatience, which are easy emotions to experience. Underneath all of that is really the 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 heart yearning for connection yeah. and intimacy. I'd say that this is like, I don't know if it's the B side or the flip side or the continuation of Justify My Love. I mean, mm. it's she's using some of the same language and sound, right, from it, but it's like things have progressed to another level. It's almost like the, the lover from Justify My Love says, you know what? Those questions are good. I'm going to get back to you. And she's still waiting for him to respond with like, hey, those are good questions. I, I, I do want to, I will tell you what turns me on and what makes me feel good. And, but I'll, you know. Oh, that's bye bye baby. Bye bye yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, like, yeah, like, sure. like, yeah, I'm going to get back to you. I'm going to go traveling, but when I get back, I'll let you know. Um, this, I think, is also, it's, it, for, for Andre Betts, it's like, I think it's one of the two masterpieces that he does on the record. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and this is why I also think for sure, like, you know, he doesn't do erotica, but for me, it's erotica and then waiting are the Dita tracks. This being when it was a tape or mm. the album, this is the end of side one. Yeah. So it's like Dita shows up and is like, things aren't good. <laughs> You thought you were on a Madonna record. No, I'm I've been sitting in the corner. I'm ready to go. Here but, I am, kids, with some hard words. Hard words. And and, um, and the side ends with our favorite lyric and the whole probably one of my favorite lyrics of all Madonna songs uh, ever. Uh next time you want pussy, huh? Just look in the mirror, baby. <laughs> and she laughs and it's like this way, and uh, you know, again, like I'm like 14. <laughs> I'm losing my mind about this song and 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 how powerful that is. Yeah. How powerful yeah. that yeah. is. Yeah. It's great. The only part I don't love Yeah, what's the part um, that is, you're alluding to? I don't love it the first time it comes up. I like it later is that I knew it from the start that you would do so oh, the rap. break my yeah. heart. I or like the it, chant rap. Yeah, I yeah. like it later when it comes in as like an overdub you know like there's multiple sounds happening at yeah. once I like it there but when it comes in the first time I'm sort of like oh it jars the rhythm a little bit for me it's not that I don't like it it's just not as strong for me as other parts, or it feels a little like punched in. I don't know. Well, it reminds me of, uh, I feel the same way about it, the same way I feel about the American life rap, that that I was oh. like, oh, that's, that's something new and something, is she gonna be able to pull this off? I think that's how I feel when I hear it. I cannot wait to talk about the American life rap. <laughs> I can't wait to do the American Life Rap with you. Oh my God! Yeah. Um, so this song had, um, and and I the, the final thing I'll say about it, I think that this also, in hindsight, for me personally, this song really started to lay the groundwork for what's to come with Bedtime Stories because hmm. I clung when 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 they were announcing that Madonna was working with like Babyface and um, Dallas Austin and she was going to make an R and B record. I everyone was like losing their minds, and I was kind of like, well, but waiting was pretty great 
Yeah, you're right. You're right. I think that's absolutely right. Well, there's a lot of hip hop and R and B on this album all all along. Yeah. So yeah, it's already building there. Oh, I wanted to reference make a reference that there that she does um, reference herself and Nick Kamen in this song because each time you break my heart, this yeah, at the end, break my heart, you break my heart. Oh my gosh, oh, Nick, Nick Kamen, rest in peace, Nick. Kamen. Come on, boys, wake up. when you're a writer you don't think about the and I don't think that was a conscious thing I think that was just something that happened but you you do riff on yourself like I I've I remember hearing things when I'd, I'd be writing something and I'd be like oh I wrote the, like that's a that's an echo of something or yeah, it's a variation yeah this is a song that Madonna that earns the the dedication of the whole album, which is to Shep and Dre for bringing out the beast beats mm-hmm. within me. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, this definitely is one of those songs. For sure. Uh, there are two great remixes of this song. Um, one is on the B-side of Rain, the mm-hmm. single, and it's uh, remixed by Danny Saber. Um, and I love this remix. I th- it slows it down a little bit. It makes it even more jazzy. Yeah. Um, and it's got a rap from Everlast. The rapper Everlast raps a full-on like guest appearance. Who did not last ever. <laughs> Life has taught me that And I have to say, um, I did, in my research, I went back through, because I I keep everything um, I own. Everything I get, I keep. So I have every CD, I have all my like tangible things. Um, I have a stub from an LA party I went to. Danny Sabre was the DJ um, (gasps) in like the late 90s when I first went to LA. Oh, and I had no idea. And he—he he was. It was Dan. This was the only thing he ever mixed of Madonna's. It's kind of one of those rando things. Um, there's another version of waiting. 
that um, has been polarizing the Kenny Finkel Mark Snyder friendship <laughs> since um, since the beginning of our conversations. Um, and it's track number thirteen. There is no track thirteen. There on erotica. is a track thirteen on erotica. It's called "Did You Do It?" And we're breaking with protocol. And we're going to talk about did you do it now instead of in its order, in its proper order, which is track 13. This is like we said this in another episode. <laughs> I did not get the version of erotica with did you do it because I felt I didn't need it. And I agree with myself that I don't need this song. So this is another remix of, of basically it's another version of Waiting. And um, Andre Betts and uh, the rappers Mark Goodman and Dave Murphy were screwing around in the studio while they were mixing this track. And they started rapping over it. And they recorded it. And Madonna kind of loved it and kept it on the album. And it was released on the explicit version of Erotica, which is the 14-track version versus the 13-track version. And it is the strangest inclusion on any Madonna album because Madonna's really not even on it other than the waiting chant. You know what did it? Did you do it? You know what did it? Did you do it? You know what did it? I let the seat recline and I hit it. Did you do it? Said I did it. Did you do it? I said I did it. Did you do it? I said I did it. But I backed out quick because I thought I split it. It hasn't aged well as a song. It's a, it's a lot of machismo and early 90s like pimp daddy rapper shtick it's shtick and they're like i feel like both of them are like have their hands on their crotch the entire time they're doing this and it's a jokey silliness um but it's not very funny and I think Madonna probably was like, let's include it because it's kind of cheeky and it's kind of hardcore or her version of hardcore. And it's neither of those things. I mean, they allude to the vagina as being Campbell's soup. <laughs> and that's, you know. That's, uh, you know, I'm not adding anything to this conversation because I don't believe that this song should exist or have been ever heard. But the reality album. is, Kenny, it does exist and we need to reckon with it. Little shit. Little shit. And for me personally, I remember starting with this song, starting to think, oh my God, how rap works in music can be really interesting because by the time I really got into this song, I had absorbed waiting very fully. And now I was really getting, oh, this is how they take music and really turn it in. And it kind of led me into a kind of rap hip hop moment. Um, in my music listening period, which was actually really good because it, that, that R and B wave was about to kind of rise up in the nineties with this. So I'm, I, I always enjoy it when I, it comes on. Um, it, it, it does, I think break the mood of the record. Yes. <laughs> it takes a masterpiece record and it, it mars it. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Maybe that's what she wanted it to be. I think that she wanted it to take a chance, take chances. And this was a way of kind of muscling with the idea of like what can be on a Madonna record. Okay. I mean, sure. Waiting. 
I'm going to wait for your apology about how you're behaving. <gasps> I told you I was going to act like this. So there I know. Be no surprises. I know. There were no surprises. No surprises, <laughs> Kenny. Thank you so much. <laughs> Till next time. Bye. Next time you want pussy. Just look in the mirror, baby. Just look in the mirror, baby. Do 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 do